Remember, you can support this podcast directly by visiting patreon.com slash capfsports. Also, join in the conversation by hitting us up on the Cap F Sports hotline at 847-665-9238. This is sports. 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 With a capital F. This is sports with a capital F. This is sports. This is sports with a capital F. F. Generals, welcome to the Sports with a Capital F podcast. I am Graham, fresh back from beautiful South Florida, where um, the Cubs and Marlins split the opening series of the 2018 baseball season. Not exactly what. I was hoping for as a Cubs fan, but as an attendee of the Saturday game in which the Cubs won 10 to six, I can say that particular game couldn't have worked out any better. A great time was had by all the Cubs gutted out a big win down there in South Florida. Um, Great, great deal of dramatics. I'll get into all that a little bit later, but a great time was had by all. Uh, I went down there with my old lady who is, not old, but is a lady, and uh, went to go see friends of mine and family of the podcast, Ricky and Shaney. And I wanted to start this podcast out by giving a big shout out to Shaney, from whom I learned something this weekend. Shaney is a dyed-in-the-wool White Sox fan. And you do, you do what you can to not hold that against people you know. Uh, for those of you who've listened to this podcast quite a bit, Pretty much whenever me and Fleeski do an episode together, there's a bit of Cubs-White Sox banter. For people who are unfamiliar with it, nobody's a fan of both teams. You really, at a, at a young age, you got to pick a side, you know? You can't be a blood and a crip, unless you're Birdman. But if you live in Chicago, generally, people aren't fans of both teams. You meet more amicable kind of people who aren't haters of one team or another in particular, but there's no love lost there. And Shaney, a dyed-in-the-wool White Sox fan, and I, I apologize if my voice sounds funny, too. Obviously, it was a very boisterous environment there at Marlins Park, so I'm, I'm losing my voice a bit, but I think I think it's on the mend at this point. But Shaney attended this game with three Cubs fans wearing a Cubs shirt, and not only did she attend the game without reluctance, donned in Cubs gear. She participated, and she cheered the Cubs on uh, just like any other Cubs fan would. She didn't sit there apathetically playing on her phone the whole game. She had beers and cheered the Cubs on like a true Chicagoan. You know, and I think that that's, the, I think that's something I'm going to try to take away from that experience. And I think maybe it's something good for all of us in the larger sense in that she was able to put aside a somewhat silly divide that she falls on one side or the other of to have a good time and to accommodate people she cares for. And I just want to thank her for that. And it made me think, you know, as you get older, if you progress in your life, you sort of start to learn well, some people do start to learn how to not hate things arbitrarily, 
right? Or just hate things because it feels so good to hate things. It does. I, for some reason, that's ingrained in our nature. I'm no evolutionarily, evolutionary psychologist, but there is something ingrained in us that makes hating things feel really good. And I think as you let go of the more impactful, the more real world hatreds in your life or start seeing things from other people's perspectives, you can enjoy using sports as an arena to hate things for no reason. And entire groups of people based on the color of their t-shirts or who they grew up watching play sports. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to start letting some of that go. Maybe, maybe, but certainly Shaney is done, done getting flack from me for being a White Sox fan because that was a very classy move and we all enjoyed ourselves a great deal. Uh, Went to Marlins Park. For those of you who've never been to Marlins Park, it was my first trip there and that's a pretty new baseball stadium they've built, something like three quarters of a billion dollar baseball stadium they've built to house what is going to be sort of a minor league baseball team for the near future. Totally unfair to Miami Marlins fans, the ones that are left that the organization hasn't completely alienated. I had some really good conversations with Marlins fans while I was there too, because I always like to pick the brains of the opposing fan base. And it's a baseball game. This isn't an English Premier League soccer game. You sit next to each other. You might, why not have conversations? You know, speaking of not hating things for no reason. Um, but Marlins Park is quite a facility. Uh, it's really imposing when you first get to the ballpark. It's one of those really massive giant stadiums. It's a little deceptive too, because I didn't find out until later that its maximum capacity is like 37,000 people. It looks from the outside like it must seat 100,000 people uh, because it is a massive facility. And then the roof was open while we were there, but you can see the mechanisms and the, uh, the paneling that makes the retractable roof. And it's, it's impressive. It's 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 intimidating in some respects. The ballpark is enormous. The retractable roof is domed in two sections that roll appear to like roll out over the top of the ballpark. It looks like somewhere you would launch space shuttles from. It was a very very cool stadium they have there, and hopefully maybe one day they will finally show that market some love and field a competitive team and keep it competitive. The consensus among Marlins fans, for those of you who don't know, in the offseason, the Marlins just completely eviscerated their roster of all you know, highly touted big league talent. I don't want to take anything away from the kids who are playing there now because they took two from the Cubs this weekend. So they're at least highly motivated here at the beginning of the season to prove they didn't need all those other guys to win. But the consensus among Marlins fans was nobody was going to pay Giancarlo Stanton that much money except for the Yankees. But the other guys are head scratchers. Why they got rid of Christian Yelich and why they got rid of Ozuna makes very little sense. Um, but they they do deserve to have a better ball club down there because they have a really nice park. It's a beautiful park. That statue is super weird. That $4 million acid trip sitting out there in center field is in, is pretty strange. But it does it does go with the aesthetics of the ballpark and the aesthetics of the city. If you've ever been to Miami, that gaudy ass tacky statue fits in. It's like peanut butter and jelly for that city. So great ballpark, though. Really good time was had by all. And again, um, thank you to Shaney for being so classy. And also, I'd like to thank 
all Marlins fans except for one. We'll get into that for also being classy. I was surprised to see how many Marlins fans exist. You know, if you're not exposed to another team's market very often, you kind of wonder. I'm like, hey, are there is there such a thing as a Seattle Mariners fan? I'm sure there are. I think I see them on TV, but I've never I don't believe I've ever actually encountered one in real life, even in my travels to the Pacific Northwest. Uh, there's teams like that. You know, I I've never met a Kansas City Chiefs fan in person, I don't believe. Um you know, I don't know any Padres fans. So it's one of those things where you get exposed to a new market and you see, you talk to their fan base and everyone was pretty fantastic. Everyone I spoke to, except one guy was, they're all very realistic about baseball. They're knowledgeable about the game and they're just dying to have that team or that ownership provide them with a competitive team. And maybe that'll happen in the Derek Jeter era, but the Derek Jeter era certainly got off to a rough start when the very first pitch of his tenure was planted in the bleachers by Ian Happ of the Chicago Cubs. Um, but yeah, beautiful, beautiful facility there. I highly recommend anyone who, if you're in Miami and you just want to go see a ball game, regardless of who they're playing, if they're in town, go check it out. Because even if you have very little interest in the game itself, the facility is very interesting, very unique. It's it's sort of bucks the trend of the smaller ballparks you see now. Even even newer stadiums are built with a larger capacity, are built more open air, smaller facade. More of the ballpark is the actual seating area and the playing field. Marlins Park is a massive facility. It's like it's like a giant airplane. I feel like it probably rivals the size of the buildings in which they house space shuttles because it certainly looked. It, if you were driving by and that roof opened and a rocket ship flew out of there, I don't. I, if you didn't know what it was, it would look like a place where they do that. And I think I've uh, referenced how Marlins Park looks like a place where you would initiate space travel from enough. And uh, in keeping with that, after directly after the game, got a call to the hotline. Don't forget, if you ever want to weigh in, on anything we discuss on this podcast or anything you may have on your mind at all, don't forget you can hit us up on the Cap F Sports hotline at 847-665-9238. This call came in from Kevin directly after the game. Let's have a listen. What's going on? What a win. Go, Cubbies, go. I hope you guys stay to the end. You guys better stay to the end. Never leave early. Never leave early. But one thing I heard that was funny, I got in the car and I turned on the serious radio for the game and it goes to the home team radio. And it was just as it, the, the Cubs were about to win. And they said, I, I've never heard this before. They said the Cubs fans are standing up as the Cubs go for the third out as they are known to do. I didn't know we were known to do that. I thought that's just what you do. That was interesting to me. All right, go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. All right, so that's the end of that phone call. Thank you again for calling the Sports with a Capital F hotline there, Kevin. Uh, obviously, everyone was very excited in Cubs Nation after that big early season win, uh, and it did. He referenced uh, not leaving early, and we did not. We stayed until the final out. There were dramatics all the way through the game, all the way up until the final out was recorded, and we stayed for all of it. The game, it only went 10 innings. It was one 
One extra inning needed to be played to decide that game. Uh, however, the night before that, the game, the previous night, the Cubs and Marlins went 17 innings. And we were watching that game on TV because we had gotten into town that evening. And the ballpark was empty. But 17 innings is a bit absurd. 17 innings is almost two baseball games. I think if I, I think if the game started getting that late, I would stay. I would stay for the entire game because I'm a maniac. But I certainly wouldn't hold it against anyone in my party if they felt like uh, leaving after five solid hours of baseball was a good idea. I wouldn't hold that against them. And I did feel that tension a little bit. You, you're on the night following a 17-inning game. You're at the game the following night, and now we're going into extra innings. And there, I could tell, I could see visible anxiety on the faces of some of the people around me. Like, oh, God, do you, how, long, how long are we going to stay? How long are we going to stay? How long is this maniac going to want to sit here? And watch this game if it's not decided in the next two hours, right? But it didn't take that long. It turned out to not take that long. Everything worked out fine. Um, and the Cubs got the W. But yes, Kevin, to answer your question, we did stay. I don't want to lie to the good listeners of this podcast and say that had we been at the game the previous night and the game was tied at one in the 17th inning, it may have been difficult to convince everyone to stay, but I am a firm believer in never leaving early, never leave early. There's all, there's always a chance you're going to miss something miraculous. And there, and it was great staying through extra innings. We saw the game winning runs be scored. Um, and then saw the Cubs lock it down to close it out. And a great time was had by all except for one gentleman one one gentleman who was sitting behind us, uh, this plays to what Kevin was talking about, also about Cubs fan, fans standing up. I was not aware of that either. I was under the impression that standing up before the final out, or really before any big moment, a big pitch, that the crowd should come to their feet and get engaged just because it's part of the game. They even do it in Atlanta. Um, I've seen it at other ballparks, but I guess Cubs fans are known for that specifically. Uh, and I'll tell you where they must not stand up a lot, and that is at Marlins Park. Because there was one gentleman at that game who did not like standing people. And I am going to use him as the focus of the freakout. Attention, this is not a drill. Please begin freaking out. This is not a drill. Begin freaking out immediately. This gentleman must have had that bump playing in his head for a great deal of the game before he decided to wedge himself into the lives of complete strangers. Uh, we were in the later innings of the game. I believe the Cubs had just taken the lead back. The game may have been tied. I'm fuzzy on the details because I was distracted by this gentleman. Um, Star, I know Starlin Castro was batting. The Marlins had runners on. The game was either tied or the Cubs had a very slim lead. It was two outs. We're in a two-strike count. It may have been a full count, but it was definitely a two-strike count. So I stood up, and other people joined me in standing because it's that time. You stand up and you clap. You're excited. You're engaged. You paid to be there. It's that time. It could have something to do, too, with that we were sitting in very good seats, and sometimes the uh, people sitting down there aren't quite as exciting or boisterous as people further up in the stands. 
But this guy was in a league of his own. We, I was standing and I hear someone yelling behind me and I turn around and he has come down from about five rows back. He's a Marlins fan, sort of a middle-aged guy. And he says, hey, partner. All right, so I want to stop right there for a second. First of all, I'm not a cowboy. Second, if I was, I wouldn't be your partner. Just in that brief interaction, I know that were I to take up the cowboy life, that guy is way down the list of people I'm riding with. Um, so not your partner. He says, hey, partner, everybody else is trying to watch the game too. And allow me to also paint the picture. This guy's like six rows behind us. This is stadium style seating. It's the only kind of seating you find in a stadium. That's why when you see it places that aren't in a stadium, it's called stadium style seating so that you have a frame of reference in your head on how the seating works in that the people behind you are also above you. And Marlins Park is a very new facility. It's built very well. It's the people two rows behind me could probably see over my head if I stood up. They wouldn't have, though, because they were all either Cubs fans or knowledgeable Marlins fans who also rose for big moments. And he says, we're all trying to watch the game, too. You need to sit your ass down. That's what he said. Hey, partner, we're all trying to watch the game, too. You need to sit your ass down. Now, I'm a reasonable person with responsibilities. I have a child. I have people counting on me. I can't get into insane altercations in public. He didn't know that. He didn't know that. And maybe there's a broader lesson here for all of us. Before you run up on someone in public, maybe think about it. How, do, how does he know the person that he's now engaging with is not some kind of sick maniac? Right. Or even how does he know that there's not someone around us who would get involved in the situation who is also not a sick maniac? Someone could get hurt, you know, way down the list of horrible things that could happen in that situation is we all end up getting kicked out. And now what? Now none of us get to watch the game. And then I'm going to just come stand on the hood of your car. I can't. This this guy just inserted himself into the event. And I gave it back to him a little bit. You know, you're whatever I said. You know, you're not my dad. You need to go sit down. And I'm, explain, I'm explaining to him what's going on on the field and pointing that to the fact that other people are also standing up uh, when Starling Castro strikes out and the inning is over. And then I got to tell him to sit down. And I got to tell, you know, I got to point at Starling Castro and him. And I, you need to do what that guy did and sit down. Um it was it was upsetting briefly. I he he sucked he sucked a good bit of the mood out of the moment. Uh, but what he, the unintended consequence of what he of what he did when he did that, and I also want to, if you're a person like that who attends sporting events, I want you to know that if you decide you're going to be the guy to take a stand, and the person you're going to yell at is someone who has ingratiated himself to the rest of the section, and everyone else is getting along and having a good time except for you you should probably sit down. Hey, partner, you should probably sit your ass down, right? Even if it's outside of safety's sake, even if you're just assuming that people are not complete maniacs and that there's not a bunch of terrifying people running around out there in the world with a whole bunch of wires loose, even in that case, just, you know, don't be a dick. 
It was a dick move. And I know there's people who listen to this podcast. They're like, yeah, but you were doing something. You were doing something. Ask anybody I was there with. The people around me were like, what the hell's that guy's problem? When I got up and uh, I walked past him and I, and I made sure that when I walked past where he was sitting, I was pointing at everyone who was standing up, telling him he needed to get on his job, tell those people to sit down. There was a guy 10 rows behind him. Another Marlins fan who was sitting there with his kids watching the game. When I walked by, he stopped me and he was like, when you come back, you should stand on the seat in front of him, which I thought was a good idea, but also no reason to pour salt on the wound. Right. And he didn't stay for the rest of the game. Anyway, I think he realized, and there were people sitting up there by him who began heckling him and standing up at really weird parts of the game. So I appreciate everyone who was in the section for that game. Section 17, at that Marlins game. Big shout out to everybody in that section. Everybody everybody managed to have a really good time except that guy. Um, but yeah, it's one of those situations. And then if you're someone who's confronted with that, if you're not in the moment and paying attention, you could find yourself in a bad situation and then you get kicked out of the ball game and then what was the point of going? Right? I was, uh, I was very surprised. I was very surprised uh, by that interaction. And that guy was definitely freaking out for no reason and maybe now in hindsight I see that he doesn't understand about standing up in big moments like Kevin said in his phone call but if he's knowledgeable about baseball and that's apparently some sort of thing Cubs fans are known for maybe you should prepare for some standing the guy was also like six foot five you could just slightly raise up in your seat like correct your correct your posture partner and you'd be able to see what are you yelling at me for? You come down here bothering me for? You even supposed to be in this section? Probably not. Probably not. Ugh. Yeah. That guy, he tried He tried to steal the joy, but he couldn't. And I apologize to Marlins fans because they lost that game because of that guy and his shitty karma. So... Um, it was there. It was slightly funny though because I wore my sports with a capital F T-shirt to the ball game, which has the large sports with a capital F podcast logo on the back. So, if he was that upset by seeing my back, certainly he was exposed to that logo. And there's definitely a part of me that hopes he Googled it or maybe look to see what it was and then saw that my face was on it and maybe someday he'll feel like he needs to give me a piece of his mind uh and maybe he's checking out this podcast and currently fuming with steam coming out of his ears uh i hope that's not the case partner you got a lot of roping and wrangling of broncos to do i'm sure so you should definitely focus in on what you got going on uh, but if you want to get a hold of me you know how Hit up the Cap F Sports hotline, 847-665-9238. And you let me know why you think people shouldn't stand up at a baseball game. Mm. And I hope you I hope you enjoyed what I am assuming is the first baseball game you ever attended there, Sheriff. Um, and, go, and good luck to you and your organization moving forward. Uh, you're, I, again, I'm not your partner. Your partner is the embarrassed woman who is sitting up there next to you as you behaved like a complete dick in public. Um, and, I, and I'm and i sorry if you're upset because she hadn't been hot since dial-up internet or whatever, but you got to you gotta work on that. You got to work on that. It's a baseball game. Even if your team loses, it's okay to enjoy the experience. You paid for it, presumably. 
you know, unless you're in some sort of weird situation where your wife's the baseball fan, which, you know, based on our brief interaction, sir, I believe that is probably the case because you're kind of a dick. And I still had the decency to call you, sir, here on my forum. I referred to you as sir. And that's how you refer to strangers because you never know. You may be running up on a general and I will talk to all you generals later. I have a great deal of traveling coming up for work. It's I don't know what the deal's going to be with the Thursday slash Friday episode of the podcast. I'll try and get one in. If I do, it'll probably just be an audio only episode and you'll be able to find it at capfsports.com or wherever you get podcasts. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Otherwise, let this satiate your desire for the Sports with a Capital F podcast and happy trails until we meet again. Good night, everyone. This is Sports with a capital F. This is Sports. This is Capital F. This is Sports. This is Sports. This is Sports with a capital F. This is Sports with a capital F.